This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hey, how you doing? It's Mark here with episode four of the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 11th of September. So, how are you and how is your week? Good, I hope. It certainly was a good week for Clonmel Rowing Club's Dara Lynch, who won a gold medal for Ireland with rowing partner Ronan Byrne in the 2020 European Rowing Under-23 Championships in Germany. Well done. Hopefully, it was also a good week for you if you received your leaving cert results this week. Food heaven opened this week as Junction 9 and 3 quarter ice cream parlor arrived in Parnell Street. Oh my God. Have you been in there yet? So, so, so many flavors of ice cream. Also crepes, bubble waffles, popcorn, and lots more goodies in there for you to sample as well. We also got to see local company Ripsy on Nationwide this week, highlighting their delicious products. And on the downside, oh yeah. More delays on the N24 with roadworks backing up as far as Bormers during the week from the Kilhefferton Roundabout. I feel like a bit of a rant here, but all right, just a small one. Firstly, two things. On the embarrassing side of things, me and my wife, Orny, were heading to Tremor, got caught up in those roadworks. I was head of the queue. So, all the traffic's backed up behind me. The guy turns around the lollipoppy thing to green. I decide to go. All the traffic is following me, but hmm, I ended up going the wrong way around the Kilheaven and roundabout. Now, I'm going straight on towards Kilsheaven, right? I didn't see the sign, and plus the roadworks were like near the roundabout. So this guy is losing it. One of the guys in the crew, he's gone really red and he's ranching. What are you doing, you idiot? I'm going, oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I just kept going. And then to make matters worse, all the traffic started following me. They're also going the wrong way. So I'd like to apologise right now to the road crews for me doing something very silly and something embarrassing and also to all the traffic that was behind me and done exactly the same thing. I apologise. But here's my rant. Two things, that's a busy road. Why aren't they doing the roadworks during the night? And another thing, I don't know about you, but that road was perfect. It was in good condition. There was nothing wrong with it. We ended up going through Carrick. Oh my God, have you seen the roads in Carrick? They're a disgrace. Why don't Tipperary County Council do up the bad roads and leave the good roads? Listen, that's my rant. Maybe I have no idea what I'm talking about, but there we go. And speaking of Carrick, Big shout out to Carrick Sam Bennett on his achievement in the Tour de France during the week. So, what's coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? Well, I've got a 30 euro voucher from Fitzgerald's Menswear and Heroes for you to win. I also speak to Eamon Griffin from Fitzgerald's Menswear. What is school like right now during the pandemic? David O'Brien from the high school lets us know. News on the local property tax. And Culture Night comes to town. All this and more... Coming up, Podcast. good to see Clune Restaurant in Nelson Street back, opening under HSE government guidelines, maximum six people per table, face masks must be worn upon arriving and leaving your table. For bookings and more details, call this number 052-61-40851, that's 052-61-40851, opening hours are as follows, 9.30 to 2.30, Tuesday to Thursday, and 9.30 to 2 on Fridays. That's Clune Restaurant in Nelson Street, back open. Now the bad news. A proposal by Tipperary County Council to increase the local property tax by 10% is to be debated by councillors when they gather for their budget meeting on Monday. 
However, Tipperary County Council has emphasised that no household will pay any more in 2021 than they paid this year. The local property tax goes back to a base rate each year. A 10% increase was agreed last year, which means that a 10% increase in 2021 keeps the tax rate the same as 2020. That make any sense? No, me neither. Soon as I get more details, I will let you know. Now, during the week, I got to speak to David O'Brien, a fifth-year student from the CBS High School here in Clonmel. I started by asking David, what was it like being back at school with the COVID-19 restrictions in place? It's grand, but, you know, with all the uh, the masks and things, it's it's uh, kind of hard to breathe with everything boxed through. I suppose it has to be done. So you got to wear masks. What else is in place? Well, you go into a classroom and there's two-metre distancing between all the tables or uh, you're in a pod of four and the teacher wears a visor at the top or they wear masks if they're closer to you. So um, it's hard enough. <laughs> so you're in school for what? How many hours a day? Around seven, yeah. Between nine, 10 to nine and 3.45. And you're wearing those masks for most times of the day, yeah? Uh, yeah, basically all the time that we're in the school, we have to wear the masks and sometimes out of the school as well. Speaking about the school, I noticed driving by the CBS pre-COVID-19, all the lads hanging around by the Crescent getting their lunch. Is that still happening? No, well, you're not really um, meant to be congregating around. So it's not? No, not really. Well, you can, but then again, you'd have to wear the masks and you'd have to stay clear of the walkways and things. Because there's a lot of money made out of the Crescent from the, the boys from the CBS, wasn't there? I can guarantee you there still probably is loads more loads more money being made out. But yeah. they're doing it safely, obviously. Yeah, yeah, okay. all the restrictions there. And do you miss that at all, congregating with your mates at lunchtime? I mean, we can still do it, but it just you just have to pick the place now instead of just going around anywhere, do you know? What about physical education classes? Is that PE? Is that happening in, in at, at CBS in the high school? Oh, that's completely gone for this month. Um they're looking at bringing it back for next month, but I don't know if that'll happen at all. School books, thing of the past now? Or were they already pre-COVID? No books in the in the classrooms at all. Um, there's You can have your hardbacks and your notes, but that's it. The, the books stay at home and uh, you do online classes, the Google Classroom for the high school anyway. I don't know about other schools, but that's it. And what about homework? Any chance that's gone now COVID-19 is here? Oh no, big load of work there. Still, still doing the homework? Big load of work. <laughs> You're off for a long time, six months. How did you occupy yourself during that time? Mainly just, I, I do uh, the, the rowing club. The rowing club was back, uh, was one of the first sports back. I did a lot of that at the start. Obviously then the gyms, gyms were back and the, everything else was back then. So that was grand. David's here, but I want his biceps bursting through his shirt here as well. <laughs> Were you very hesitant about going back to school after being off a long period, but also because you knew what was ahead with the new restrictions in place? Every year you kind of be dreading the school uh, the whole time, but I, I didn't find it any more challenging than it already was. I knew that the restrictions would be in place, so I knew I'd be safe enough. That was David O'Brien from the CBS High School here in town, giving us some insight as to what it's like being back at school during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, happy birthday to EMTS Trading Solutions in town, who are five years trading this week. And to celebrate, 
They're offering 15% of all online training courses for the rest of September. For more details, go to emts.ie. That's emts.ie. Speaking of birthdays, a big happy birthday to Mihal O'Brien from Powerstown or Mob to his friends from Obese Home Maintenance, who celebrates a special birthday this coming Monday, the 14th of September. Have a lovely day, Mihal, from all your family and friends. Also, happy anniversary to Jenny and Pat Hayes in Meadowlands here in Clonmel. Bet you never saw this request coming. 27 years married today. Hope you both had a lovely day today from all the O'Briens, the Harrises, the Murphys and the Whelans. The Tipperary Museum of Hidden History are having a family architectural treasure hunt in the town on Friday the 18th of September. It's on between 5.30 and 6pm. Why not book in your family and walk across Clonmel to discover our unique buildings? You'll also have a chance to win an OPW Heritage Card. For more details, you can email museum at tipperarycoco.ie That's museum at tipperarycoco.ie Or call this number 076 106 5252. That's 076 106 5252. Culture Night 2020 takes place this coming Friday, too, connecting Tipperary home and away with a mixture of live and virtual events in Clonmel and around Tipperary. For more details, just go to culturenighttipperary.ie. That's culturenighttipperary.ie. Talented photographer Anthony Hawkins has an exhibition now on at the Narrow Space here in Clonmel. Why not pop along and see some of the stunning photographs that Anthony has taken around Clonmel over the years? Well worth a look, trust me. Still to come, your chance to win a 30 euro voucher for Fitzgerald's menswear. But right now, it's time for the weekly interview. And I got to speak to, funny enough, from Fitzgerald's, Eamon Griffin, about his time working with the company and also growing up in Clonmel. Eamon, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very, very much, Mark. How long has Fitzgerald's menswear been in the town? Fitzgerald's menswear opened its doors on the 20th of November, 1972. Wow. And I joined the company then in December, 72. So it will be 48 years celebrating uh, in Clonmel this November. Let me transport you back to that time you joined Fitzgerald's menswear. What was it like for you? Who were you working with? I was working with a very nice gentleman who came up from Waterford. Uh, his name was Tony Roach, who is now deceased. And Tony came up as manager for Fitzgerald Menswear and Clanmel. And I joined Tony then some weeks later. And Tony remained in Clanmel for approximately five years. And then Tony moved back and Fitzgerald Menswear opened a store in the Wexford town which is still there, and I uh, took over then as manager in Fitzgerald's Clan Mill. And did they go straight into the O'Connell Street store? They did. They came up. They, they had a family business in Waterford, and um, Mr. Tony Fitzgerald, who was the owner of Fitzgerald Menswear, and just he made the first decision at that time to move to Clan Mill. So... And then, as I say, five years later, moved to Wexford. They were the initial opening, new opening stores. So it has uh, expanded uh, gratefully over those years. Uh, it has approximately nine stores now altogether in the company. Wow. Yeah. And just on, on, on this point, Mark, um, in relation to Clan Mill and the company, I would really like to thank 
all our customers. Uh, I must say we're probably serving three generations now at this stage of family and it's a very personalised uh, customer base and the loyalty and of the Clanmel and the surrounding counties to Fitzgerald Menswer has been absolutely brilliant and that's what keeps our doors open. And you have the wedding service upstairs as well. Which is we fantastic. have the wedding service mm. upstairs as well, yeah, which we uh, cater for the groom. And uh, we we do a lot of business through that. And unfortunately, with recent times with the COVID mm. problem, uh, that has kind of had a huge impact on our bookings. But a lot of weddings had to be uh, redated back to, please God, into next year. So 19... 19- 72, 48 years ago, Fitzgerald's opened. Come on, Eamon, give us an insight to some of the styles back then. What were they like coming in the 70s? Well, you had the, in the shorts, you had a very pointed collar. Still quite fitted bodies at the time. You had the flare trousers and suits. They kind of came back for a while, didn't they? They did, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The jeans were were a huge factor. At that time, we didn't have the heroes section that we reopened afterwards downstairs. We had them all into it. For sure, men's were, uh, it only really was uh, the first part of the shop only went to a list than a, a, I suppose a third than what it is now. But uh, so we catered for, in, in, in that square that, at the time, we catered for suits and shirts, knitwear, and we also catered for the jeans. Like the big names at that time would have been the Levi's and the Wranglers. I was about to say that. I'm sure that there were lots of people coming in looking for Levi jeans when they came on the market first. After seeing that guy, I think it was Nick Kamen in the laundrette taking his clothes off That's right. and throwing him in the washing machine. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The 501 would have been the big names and it still is to this day as well. Still the big seller? Still a big seller, yeah. Um, we don't actually carry the brand now mm. because we've progressed a lot since then and a lot of new brands uh, Jack and Jones Jack I know Jack and Jones yeah. yeah which would be big and uh, Super Dry another one you know of to mention but uh, they would be the biggest names in, in today's life now I must take you back to a, a certain promotion that a lot of people in the town would know when you used to offer was it a suit or a coat for a fiver and people used to camp outside what was the promotion was it the first person into the shop would get this yes Mark well basically it, would, it might have been the suit or it might be the crombie overcoat or it might be the leather jacket uh, so the plan the, the idea was that we'd put a, a price of five euros on the garment and it, it actually caused a great store at the time in Clanmel and we didn't it, it actually came out of, by accident in a sense that we didn't expect any cues or anything, but we discovered that when we put it on, that uh, cues used to form, and people might queue there from, we'll say, ten o'clock the night before. No way. Yeah, and uh, and queue right through the night, but what we did, in fairness to the customer, it wasn't just a promotion as well, but in respect to the customer, what we did was even though we would have the fiver as a price tag on it. But to make sure that that person that queued first uh, availed of, of, of the bargain, we left that cost. When, when the doors opened, I would say maybe 9.15, but we gave the first customer uh, 15 minutes grace first. So they'd be the first in the door to, to get the bargain. So there'd be no contest as regards. I Quick, would get the coat or the yeah. suit. <laughs> no, we, didn't, we wouldn't want that to. Uh, it never actually, it never happened. And uh, the reason we put the fiver on the price 
but when the person that uh, did queue for it, we'd actually end up, we wouldn't charge him anything. Fantastic. Yeah, so he could spend that other fiver then or she uh, on a, anything else they wanted, you know. But it was, yeah, we, we, we as I say, it was a good humorous type of tact as well, you know, and it did cause um, a, a great um, amount of uh, talk around the town. I'd say great promotion. Did, yeah. How long did that promotion run for, Eamon? Well, it, it, it lasted, I suppose, it, it, it went for about approximately nearly, what, uh, 35 odd, odd years, 40 no years. No way! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so we left it on because we didn't want to. People used to, um, we used to get a lot of inquiries. Well, what's the bargain going to be this time? You know, Brilliant. And it was more causing a bit of a sense of of a bit of laughter and crack, like, you know, so we decided to leave it on for, for, for those reasons. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Was it always retail yeah. you got involved in? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before Fitzgerald's, where where have you worked before? Well, people mightn't remember the likes of the Black Rock Company. Black Rock were were um, uh, a store that were their their head office was based in Dublin, mm. and at the time they had stores in Clanmel in Tipperary Town. Uh, there was a few more around up the country. Galway, I think, was another one, maybe. What were they? Department store. Department stores. Ah, okay. Yeah. And where were yeah. they based in Clonmel? So we're based down in Mitchell Street, in our street there. Uh, it would be nearly across there from Hughes Bakery, just on the corner. Wow. As you make your way down to the Friary. And Black Rock. Black Rock was the name of it, okay. yeah. yeah. Actually, as, as, as uh, coincidentally, it was owned by another Fitzgerald company, nothing to do with Fitzgerald Menswear, but as it happened, yeah. And uh, it was a long-established store, uh, very, very, very much recognised by the people of the country coming in because, as I say, it was a department store, so you could have bought from an anchor to a needle there type of thing. Oh, great store. Yeah. I love those stores. You've been yeah. there for hours, Eamon. You could be in there looking for hours and moving from one department to the other, yeah. And I moved after that then down to Clinton's of Clanmel, which thankfully, again, it's a fine store and still trading. That's amazing. That yeah. store's been there for years yes, too, hasn't it? very, it very really good has. store. Lovely family, absolutely. And I'm delighted to say that they're still in business. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, we need to support local business right now at absolutely. this time. Well, it's so important, yeah. Mark. And that's our, that, that has been our belief, right, um, since we opened our doors, you know, that, you know, we depend so much on the local business. And we, in return, we respect that to our customers. And we do try to give, the, um, as I say, a first-class service to all of our customers because uh, we're firm believers, and I'm a firm believer, Mark, that at the end of the day, the customer is my boss. And if we don't have a customer, we don't keep our doors open. How are Fitzgerald's doing with the whole COVID-19 pandemic at the moment? Well, Fitzgerald menswear are, you know, like every other business. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a huge struggle. Uh, the whole uh, change in, in, in business uh, it takes an awful lot of adjusting too, but thankfully uh, we're we've adjusted to it and we can just uh, manage with what's out there, you know. But we're we're happy enough. Yeah, we're still able to keep our doors open. And I, again, I, I emphasise on our customers, uh, you know, the loyalty and that, and local shopping. Uh, yeah, we're still we're still there. Now, Eamon Griffin on the Clonmel podcast. Tell us about yourself. Where were you? Where were you born and where did you grow up? Well, I was born in Ardnagreena, 104 Ardnagreena in Clanmel, uh, which is the cul-de-sac road up in Clanmel, as you make your way out towards Paristown. And that's where I was born and raised. 
my dad was on last week. My dad grew up in Father Matthew Terrace, not too far from oh, you. That's correct. And we went on location, as I like to call it, went off to the Wildy. Did you spend your time as a child up the Wildy? We certainly did. The Wildy was a landmark for, for all young people. Uh, the Wildy and the Frenchman's stream. <laughs> they're, yes. the, they're the two big ones. And in my younger days, then I think it was around the 60s, we still had the steam train and uh, the bridge, we used to call it the first bridge, is still there. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and we used to stand on the um, bridge and, of course, where you have Tesco's now, and that was, of course, just uh, green fields. But we'd be able to tell, you see, the train used to go uh, either onto Feathered, which it passed through the Wildy, or if the train was going to Waterford to go straight down. But there was a, there was a, a change there which... Uh, we'd be able to tell by the, the the steam. We could see the steam coming, and we'd know then if 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 the um, the steam hadn't gone under the first bridge that was going up the Wildy. <laughs> <laughs> and where did you go to school? I went to school in St Peter and Paul's Primary School. Yeah, and then later I went to school in the Central Technical Institute. So when you left school, did you go right? I, I want to get into retail. Was it something you always wanted to do, or was there another road you wanted to pursue? No, um, I never, it wasn't actually anything in the plan. It just more happened, uh, I suppose. Uh, like like those days, college wasn't, wasn't a, a big factor then. It actually really was to get, get a job and get out there, you know. And even from a younger age, you see, I was um, doing milk, little milk delivery runs with a local shop in Arnagrina, who unfortunately is not there now, but Tony McGrath's uh, exactly. at the Bullring. In the Bullring, I was yeah. about to say, yeah. That's right. And Tony had a shop there, and I had a brother, my older brother, Leonard. He used to work there uh, at Van Delivery for Tony, and I often used to go off in the mornings delivering milk with him. So, uh, and then I, I used to help in the um, weighing potatoes for Tony McGrath there at the Bullring. So that was my first uh, stint of work, if you like. Can you remember spending your, your wages on something, anything in particular that you always wanted to get back then you'd spend your money on? Well, going back again, as I say, the times are there, uh, your wages was handed up to your, your family. We were a family of nine children, all in all. And uh, we, uh, at that time, as I say, you handed up your wages and you were given back some pocket money. What was Clonmel Town like back in those days? Was it a bustling town? Was it doing well? It was. Clonmel was very lucky to, you know, it had the industries and uh, definitely that, that always stood to the town, you know. Uh, I mean, my father, my late father, uh, his last job was actually, he was a bank porter, which was called, back then was the Munster Leinster Bank, which is now DIB in O'Connell Street there. And, uh, but, you know, employment was, was still pretty good. You know, you had many factories, Bulmers, thankfully, are still here. And you had the pram factory and the boot factory and uh, Burke's Bacon, you know, uh, Clamell Foods. You know, a lot of those uh, come to mind. So, yeah, there, there was, it was pretty easy to get a job then. As I say, education at that time, third level wasn't as big a factor, uh, unless you were very privileged to have uh, come from a, you know, a well-to-do family. But uh, it wouldn't have been, you know, I came from a working family and very proud of it. And uh, we've, all, we've all done well. You also got involved in the music, I believe. I did again accidentally, if you like. I, I liked singing. <laughs> and uh, I remember actually, you asked earlier on about one of the things I bought was a kit of drums at the time. 
and I bought them from, again, a, a local clan mill man, Mr. Joe Malley, who had a music shop at the time there, up in Upper Gladstone Street, and I bought my first kit of drums from Joe. And um, in actual fact, again, in those days, and earning, you know, a smallish wage, and I paid for them on higher purchase. And uh, but I used to um, play the drums then above in our back kitchen in our arena. Oh my god! And I used to go to uh, the I bet wine. the neighbours loved you. They loved me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to actually learn to drum to the uh, some of the records on the record player, and that's where. I, so then it it, trans, uh, it, it transferred from that into a, a little three piece band was formed. Ah, how was the band formed? Was it from people you might have known at school or you you worked with? Uh, in actual fact, it, the, the band had been, it was a two-piece and I was approached by one of the members who knew I was interested oh, in the music. You Makes you feel good, doesn't it, when yeah, that happens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's it, that, that's where it actually originated from then. So we're a three-piece three band and we uh, we uh, got that little bit better, better and bi- bigger, I hoped. We played at a lot of weddings over the years and... Um, Thankfully, uh, with some very, very enjoyable days. What was the name of the band? Jubilee Sound. I've heard of Jubilee Sound. Yes, we 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 came very well known for a wedding band. Or in those days, then there was the socials for the, as I say, the, the factories used to have their Christmas socials and parties and that. So we were kind of a known band for that. And who was in the band with you? Uh, there was a chap called Mr. Eddie Carrigan, and a lady called Nancy Swift. Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. what venues would you play now in town? Would you have played like the Arms and well, Manella? Uh, yeah, in those, t- particularly where those weddings involved mm. be the Clamel Arms and uh, Manila Hotel, of course, uh, Kilcorn Lodge, Hearns Hotel, um, all the, you know, the local hotels and then out as maybe Care House and in actual fact, thinking about Clamel Arms, Mark, and speaking about the town of Clanmel, uh, I often think it's it's uh, it's really a pity that Clamell Town has sank so much as regards development mm. in those years since Fitzgerald Men's were opened. Mm. Uh, you know, we've been crying out for years and years, and as part of it, the traders, we had been, uh, you know, speaking to our local council members and the council uh, in relation to uh, parking, parking, has been and still is to a certain extent a huge issue. And rates, I believe, aiming to it. Yeah, and, and yeah, and rates, of course, are another huge factor. Mm. Thankfully, at the moment, there's again uh, a thought about uh, uh, Clamill improvement, Clamill Town improvement, and I would love to see that going ahead. You know, I've been wishing it for, you know, 40 years back, and I would love to see the Clamill uh, Arms site being developed. Uh, there was plans for a bridge over the River Shore there, a pedestrian bridge, and it would would have led you now into where the Shore Island big car park is. I think that's going ahead. I think there's yeah. a 200,000 yeah. euro development happening that's there right, as which well. That's right, which is, you know, which will be fantastic. I mean, mm. uh, as I say, for an inland town the size of Clonmel, it's well, well, well been overdue. And the town centre really needs a huge injection. And it's, as I say, it's better yesterday than today, you know. We should have had it. Before we finish up, it's been a pleasure, by the way. Thank you, Mark. Um, if you hadn't been involved in retail, what do you think you would have done? Most likely electrician. Really? Yeah. 
I love the ellipsis. <laughs> so you can wear a plug then? Oh, I can, I can wear a plug. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Ricky. I recognise now. But I can wear a plug. <laughs> and finally, what's your favourite place or thing about Clonmel? Well, of course, naturally, I love Darla Greena, where I grew up. And as we spoke about it, the wilderness many, brings many, many memories, young memories back, you know. And I just love the town of Clonmel. I loved it. Uh, I think we have a lovely town. It's uh, two fine, beautiful focal points, the Westgate and the Main Guard. And to have those two in, in your main street, it's a huge plus. And this is why I keep harping on the re- rejuvenation of the town, you know. I think it's really, really fine town, great employment and Fitzgerald Menswer have put many, many families uh, through its books and reared many kids. And as I say, thankfully, uh, they've always been been very good to give back to Clan Mill what the customers have gave to us. Can I just say, you're a true gentleman. Eamon Griffin, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you. Eamon Griffin from Fitzgerald's Menswear here in Clonmel on this week's interview. Right, how do you fancy winning a 30 euro voucher from Fitzgerald's Menswear? Where there's half price of all sell stock right now. Here's all you have to do. Log on to the website, theclonmelpodcast.com. That's www.theclonmelpodcast.com. Go to the Contact Us section, put in your name, email, and let us know in town where you are. And in the message box, just type in the word WIN. That's W-I-N, WIN. You'll need that word to enter the competition. Closing date is next Thursday, the 17th of September, and the lucky winner will be announced on next Friday's podcast. Oh, and by the way, more details on the website. In the meantime, keep washing your hands and wearing your face mask and keeping your two metre social distance. Look after one another and I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.